This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. In Pashas by Yeshev, there's a piece over here in the Sefer that we hadn't done before. It's on page 226, Arashbam. Um, we had put it it's put into the Sefer. It hadn't been on the sheets, actually. And that's why we didn't do it last time. But it's very important. It's not... Nogea really pshat in this parsha, but it's a very famous Rashbam, and it's worth um, re- saying it over. It's a very, very famous Rashbam. Uh, first, uh, a little bit of Akadama. There are different halakim in Torah, and we have the klau that I am part of the Torah, there's memchesha, there's memtes ponim, like le, 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 this way and Memtes Panim this way there are many different facets they, and they can all coexist they also do not have to exist in any given parasha except for Pshat Pshat has to exist and the Gemara says Ein Mikir Tzadei Pshuto now um, what is Pshat is tricky let's explain something if I say that somebody has a chip on his shoulder is the pshat that he has a piece of wood on his shoulder and uh, he's uh, and it's a muscle for something, or, or that word means the person has is angry about something, upset about something. Well, the right way to tra- if you were translating he has a chip on his shoulder into Hebrew, you wouldn't translate yeshlo chatichat etz ala katef shelo. That would be wrong. The right translation would be. Um, that he, that he you would say who atzbanil uh, mashu or something like that. So, so sometimes the literal translation is not pshat. If a person makes a comment very sarcastically, um, the comment is not literal. So the the pashtus is the first meaning, or the better way to say is the primary meaning. Many times it is the literal meaning. Many times it is not that. Now, when it can't mean the literal meaning, for instance, let's go back to the chip on the shoulder. If the person's shoulders happen to be very, very clean and there's nothing on it, then obviously the chip on the shoulder is uh, going to be only a metaphor. And that's simple, that the simple explanation, if the statement he has a chip on the shoulder is correct, then that's what it means. But let's say something is... um, Let's say I, I, I say something that is true as it is. I say, I woke up to a gray and dark morning, where it literally was gray and dark. It was kind of fall and the winter, and it was kind of very gray and dark. So the, the little translation is true. I'm not writing a book about the weather. I'm writing about myself and my mood and events that happened. So, how do I explain, is the primary meaning the literal meaning, or is the primary meaning the, 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 the content? This, it's, it can go either way. You can, you, can, you, can, you can take it either way. Sometimes it's more obvious, sometimes it's less obvious, and, and, and there's a room for real uh, machlokas. When we learn Torah, we have a klaut, I have to teach my kid chumish pshat. And then, drush, and remez, and soit, and soit, and everything else. Same thing with myself. I learn chumish, I'm supposed to learn pshat first, and everything else. Well, sometimes I have a hard time, what is Pshat? So, we have the early Rishonim took different approaches to it. 
the Targum is Masoras way back, and we assume usually the Targum of the Yishud even though occasionally Rashi <coughs> will, will veer from it, which is interesting. Um, it, and the what's why Targum is called a Tirgum. It's a, it's a, trans, it's, it's a, a translation. Um, we don't know much about we guess what the Targum tries to do, but we don't have any clear messages what the Targum tries to do, so when he veers from the literal meaning, the different uh, approaches to it. We have a safe like Devin Ezra, who is, his understanding of Pshat is the meaning that you get out of the Dikduk and the reading of what it says in the words. Chazal um, or Darshning, they might be the events on Hamid Chazal said it, but that's not the interpretation of the Pasik. And that's why we have some disagreement. Um, Rashi mixes. Rashi, some places will go stick with the Targum, some places go with Tiktuk. Many places take the Joseph Chazal and say that as the Pshutus Mikra, and sometimes they'll say that the Joshes are Josh. He, the the um, Rashi didn't have any sons. He had grandchildren, and Kedarkas of Torah's grandchildren argued with him. Uh, his grandchildren were great Chachamim. They were Bali Taisvis, and Taisvis almost when you're learning Gemara Taisvis, Taisvis' job is to argue with Rashi. Um, I think Rashi had a lot of nachos from that, but that's what it is. In Chumash, there's a less known pshat called Rashbam, who's also a grandson of Rashi, who felt that Rashi had not fulfill this mission of Pshat. And let's see it inside, because he says he discussed it with his grandfather. Extraordinary. Um, he says, Yaskilu ve'avinu oyevay seicho ma'shalim donu rabbeseinu ke'ein mikinetzi pshutoi. People who understand will realize when Chazal said ein mikinetzi pshutoi, meaning that every chalik of Torah has Pshat. Even though the Iker of Torah is there to teach me the lessons falling out, which ought to be found in Chazal in Joshua, um, we couldn't possibly, possibly, possibly ever paskin from a Chumash. We can pass from a Gemara, we may get it wrong, but it's it's possible. It's the, I mean, all the Shayim passing from Gemaras, and that's where we pass it from. But we could never ever pass it from Chumash. Impossible. Without the without the dimension of truth, impossible. And the Rishonim, because they were so, um, because they were interested in doing the right thing, and that was the only thing that interested them, they more went with the Drusha rather with the Pshat. And that's why they did not so much, they weren't all sick in Pshat's Being that Chazal cast some sort of hesitation about learning Mikra for the sake of Mikra, and that's why they were not so into Pshutos Mikra. And he says, Shabbos, I was 18, I had learned all the Gemara. 
and I never knew this klal of Eretz So he understands it to mean that there was a neglect of Pshutos Mikra. The Gam Rabbeinu Shlema Avi Imi Moor Einei Gola. Rabbeinu Shlema is Rashi, my mother's father, the Godlador, Meir Einei Gola. Shepirish Torah Neviim Ksuvim. He was Maz Betanach, the Lord of Pshat. Noshon Leibli Farah Pshutos Mikra. He made a Pirish based on Pshutos Mikra. Va'afa Ni Shmuel Bramei Hasan Azatzal. I, Shmuel, his, the son of, of, of Reb Meir, his son-in-law, Nisvakachti imo, I argued with him about his pshat, ulefonov, vehoidali, and he admitted to me, she'ilu hoyolei p'nai, if he would have had free time, hoyetzoruch l'asis pirushim acherim, lefiyapashas hamashachim hoyoyim. He would make other pirushim based on pshat that is nishadish every day. I don't know what that phrase means. Does it mean, does it mean the more modern way of learning? Does that mean Pshat the Pashtas HaMishchat Shem Chalyom? A little hard to believe. I don't know what he means, My Rebbe Chayat used to use this as a metaphor. He's the Dashen, and his take was life itself leads you to understand um, leads you to understand parts of Chumash. Like sometimes you go to an event and you say, wow, this is Pshat and this. So, so that's, that's a very, it's a beautiful metaphor, but it's, I, I taught to see the Rashbam in ways, talking about Pshat, using a metaphor like that, and I don't think that's what he meant. Um, whatever it is, it, 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 it seems that he wanted Rashi, he, he, Rashi was murdered him, there's room to write a Pirush that's much more noited to Pshat. I want to just be Masbir a little bit the other side. One of the pet peeves about um, our learning is that in yeshivas they don't learn they don't learn chumash, they don't learn navi, and uh, they don't know navi, they don't know chumash, etc., etc. The more modern places do learn a lot of Tanakh, mostly Tanakh, and so on. So there are two or three, um, there are two or three reasons, and it's important to understand it, and to understand why it is the Mahalach. Let's take one reason is that um, it's not as glamorous. Um, understanding most of Tanakh, um, you, you, it, it, it's kids only complain about it when we have to learn Gemara. But you try learning Eov or Tehillim or, or Mishnah with kids, they're not terribly, terribly interested in it. It's not, it's not interesting, and if anyone thinks it's interesting, it's, it's only interesting when, when the alternative is maybe Ksuvis or Bavitsiya. But sitting through that, you, you need to have a very poetic sense of things in order to appreciate it. It would not be, it, it would not be a great click. That's one reason. A second reason, um, and appropriately, is a lot of times we have moved back because, as a reaction, because the Maskilim were very into Dikduk, Tanakh, and all sorts of secular knowledge, the kickback was that we're, we'd stay away from it. Like every time you react, you don't always get the best, um, you don't always get that best median where, where you have it exactly you should. Um, Dik Tuk is something you should know. It's, it's part of Ikritera. 
um, you know, you can't, you know, it's 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 and it's and it's a limit that's very very important. Um, we we've reacted, and unfortunately, reaction a lot of times it goes too far in the other distance, or sometimes it's there as a shmira and it's appropriate and so on. Same thing with Tanakh, and same thing even with Limudechola Havdol, but secular things. Rishayim had a fair knowledge of uh, of science and 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 philosophy. Uh, you know, a, a knowledge that was consistent with what an intelligent, educated person would have, because the masculine turned that into the Iker, um, it became important for us. We kicked back, and we, we, we kicked back very hard and very far. Those are, that's a, a, there's one more reason, and I, I think it's a more fundamental reason. Uh, and let's explain why they, they were so noita. Tanakh is an open book. And you see it. The people who are big Tanakhistim teach Tanakh as if it was putty in their hands to make whatever they want from it. If you take um, some, uh, some work, some great secular work, uh, you take Shakespeare, you can read into it whatever you want, and you do it. Um, you can make the hero the villain, the villain the hero, and, and you know, and uh, poor Shakespeare may or may not be rolling over in his grave. Doesn't make much of a difference, really. Um, it's not, you know, he, he wasn't, he did not have a monopoly on the truth, and therefore it's fine. And and we we we're very impressed with a professor who 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 gives a brilliant exposition on Shakespeare, whether you really think Shakespeare meant that, didn't mean it, didn't dream of meaning it, or meant the opposite. Doesn't make a difference. When we take the real Kim Chaim. You take Tanakh, and you read into it whatever you want to read into it, which it is. Tayyar Shabbat allows to read into it whatever you want. I've, I've, I've seen Shtiklach Tayyar, quote-unquote, from people that consider themselves Shemitah and Mitzvah Rabbanim, and uh, there's a back and forth without a single Chazal or Rishon mention. It's, I think Yitzhak is this. I would imagine everyone would react this way. I would think if I were Yitzhak, I would do this. Uh, my sense about the Pasuk is that Rome meant that, and it's, wow, the, 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 I mean, this is, the, 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 you know, it, it's, it's their Torah, and no Shaykhs, I mean, the Pasuk is, is, is Kechayim Yitza. So there's no truth, there's no Emes, there's no Torah's Emes. Chazal gave us guidelines. When Chazal tell us that so-and-so is the Russian, so-and-so is the Tzadik, we know it. Let's give an example, let's give a, a simple example. It's something that I personally sort of experienced. I was a young boy and grew up in New York when being Jewish or from wasn't that popular. And the, um, I used to get the Reader's Digest every month. That was considered one of the holiest works possible. And it was very, very good to read it. And uh, it was considered to be your highly educated and from the Fair Reader's Digest. And sure enough, one, um, one month they had an article about how wonderful the Bible is. And I mamish, I was like, uh, I was bursting with pride. Even the readers, I just was not how wonderful Tanakh is. And I read it. I believe it was written by a conservative rabbi. I, I can't remember offhand. It might have been a galach, but I, I think not. And, maybe, and, and it goes about how eternal Torah is and the truths that, and the people that they picture are really eternal figures. For instance, Jacob is the sneaky, sly, shrewd, um, uh, sort of unscrupulous business guy, always wheeling stuff. Asa was a little slower, a little dumber, nicer, wholesomer, uh, honest. 
and always getting duped by his sly brother Jacob. But in the end, even though he gets very angry, he's forgiving because he's such a nice guy. And so he said, oh, mom, mom, they got the story wrong. It's not, not, no, no, no. And it was like, and I couldn't figure it out. And then I said, oh, they probably don't have Rashi. That must be it. They, they were so Rashi. So, so yes, you can, you can read it, you can read enough like that. And, and, and by reading so, y- you're being mahapet to Emis. And then you're going to have a hard problem. Why? Because Rabbi hated Esau so much for the next, uh, you know, if, if you continue in Tanakh, Esau is the bad guy and Edom is the bad guy, and you have a lot of answering to do about that. Chazal gave us guidelines, mitzad, on the, uh, a mesorus of what were the events. Um, it's just like on the books, if you read the communist literature, they were fantastic. Um, their literature was much better than, than, than the capitalist literature, but they were, they were, they were monsters. Yes. Really, is there any qualification to this? I mean, the Ibn Ezra and the Rashbam also, I mean, sometimes they do totally disagree with Chazal in terms so of... They, they, they disagree, disagree in detail. Usually it's, it's, it's a purish in a specific place. I don't think in the Ruach Hazram, the big picture is formed by the Shudas Mikra. The big picture, and, and, and like we pointed out, I mean, that's in, 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 we have in three where he, he emphasizes that the Iker is the Matikim, and everything else is Hevel. So, so there is a very clear fidelity, certainly in the big picture, to, um, to, to the Ruach of, of, of Chazal, but uh, in the smaller picture there's room for, uh, you know, the, it, it's, I, I guess it's sort of a, um, it, it, it depends on the big picture, the small picture, really, that's, that's what, what the issue is. In the small picture, yes, there's disagreement, no, no, no doubt about it. The big picture, it's more or less fixed. That's the... Okay. That, so that was the Rashbam here. It's a very, very famous one. It doesn't add much of Shazni here in the parasha. He's going off. But it certainly is very significant. Um, okay. Now let us go to page um, 230. And it's, there's an Abarbanel there about the interaction of the Xera of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the hero of the brothers of Yosef. In other words, this whole event with the brothers, if it was Xera, does it not take away from his Bechira now? So the Rabbanel says, He says, Chazal tell us again and again, and really in the Psukim, this, this one you can actually read in the, in the Psukim, was That was the Brisbane Absorim. And it says in this Pasik, and this is why he's speaking about this Pasik, this is where he's being it says Chazal asked, is the heaven in a har? Anyone's gonna say no heaven is high up. it's coming from very deep Aitza of the Tsarik Bain Heaven. In other words, um, 
If, if you take it the way it is, um, you you think that it's Sol Sebechira. That's what it sounds like. So you left, if you just take it flat as it is, you left with the bottom line that everything has to be, that, that everything is predetermined and human um, free choice doesn't exist really. So he says, He says, it, so he says like this, the the tachlis hakolel, the bottom line that we will end up in Mitzrayim. Yes, that had to happen. We did not have a choice not to end up in Mitzrayim. But he says, But the pieces that bring to that are very very possible. Uh, the person has free choice in many ways. Yosef could have Yosef could have gotten sick and therefore he'd have to go for medical treatment to Mitzrayim um, he could have gotten a job as a Rav Rashi in Mitzrayim um, they could have been evicted by enemies and had to run to Mitzrayim there are many ways it could have happened in many ways Kulam Epsharium Bechokapalim also all of them possible. So when Yosef's brother sold him and they had to go after him and so on and so forth, that wasn't the only way that Xerah could have miskayim. It's true that, um, that, that um, the way they chose, this is the way it happened. But they could have chosen many ways for it to happen. And no one way is, is yes. And did they have? Did it have to be in the trine? Did they have to go to Mitzrayim? Um, interesting. I'm not sure because it says Aristotle Hem. I don't. I don't know if that's uh, correct. I, I, it's a good point. They're talking about the tachlis. Chazal said that Yaakov should have been schlepped down, but Akashbaruch who made it easier, he said, he speaks about the hunger. They didn't have to rival him, they could have gone down because there was simply no food in, in Ejisol, and they could have gone to Mitzrayim and, and, and stayed, they could have all found Parnos in Mitzrayim. Um, so the Abamel says a tremendous insight. That's a insight that is really, really agreed upon by all, um, by everybody in a sense. Uh, Ramchal speaks about it in his way. The the bottom line of everything will be as a Kaddish Baruch wants it to be. We have the free choice in how we're going to get there. Kulei Zaka and Kulei Chayev bring Mashiach. But, and, and the same Mashiach will come. The question is, did we bring him down by Kulei Chayev or did we bring him down by Kulei Zakai? Um, when two people are boxing, the game can end when A knocks out B or B knocks out A. Either one, will the game will come to finish. The question is, how? We believe in Bechira and specific Maisa. And, and, and the truth is, um, 
it sort of is the basic attitude. We'll see in Ramban later that um, to do um, a person has the ability to align his heart to sort of set himself um, what he wants to do. puts the words in your mouth. In other words, I have the choice to decide what to do and to act in that way. What happens? We'll see in the Ramban soon. By the way, the Shalom also has a piece of Mechira. This is more or less what he says. Um, so he says, um, I will ask um, So he speaks more about this. At the end of this parsha, in pages 241 um, to 244, there's been a sadigon and an akeda that speak about this opinion of when do we say that um, when do we say that the the akadosh overrides a person's here or not. If somebody was nicked that he would die or be killed and I kill him, am I guilty or was it determined, predetermined? Um, they speak about this by Rikos and very, very, very important, obviously. We won't do it today. It's at the end of the parasha. But um, more or less, we, we look at each one and we say it is correctly so. People have the choices to make and the Bhavanel says the, the details of how it is um, the details of, of how it happens is up to is up to a person. Um, okay, next piece is the Ramban. The Ramban says, and this is sort of compliments. It says somebody found him and he's wandering the field. He asked him, "What are you looking for?" and so on. He was wandering. He didn't know where he where he's going. He wandered into a field. He was looking for them in fields. Why, why is the Pasuk... I mean, the bottom line was he got there. What's the difference which rest areas he stopped and who he asked for directions? Um, I mean, the Torah could have skipped the whole thing, fast forward, and said, go there. And what, what's this whole piece? And so on. So he says, Why is the, What's the Pasuk telling me? By by bringing out all the details, lahagid kisibois rabbis boy loves her lastly. He had a lot of simonim to send him back. He probably did not have a good feeling. He he knew that his brother disliked him, and he's going there, and he's lost, and he's this, and he's that. He could have come back and said, Abba, I'm sorry, but I don't know. I wandered off and I couldn't find it, and it's too late to to to, to get there. So so one thing is to tell me that no, he had a mission and he went to do it. It also came to tell me that what a Kashparaku wants is going to, in the end, that's, that's going to transpire, and the person's efforts don't necessarily lead to, to, to what he expected. He was going one place, a Kashparaku sent him someone specifically to bring him there. 
he needed to get there and be sold. So, so, so the, 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 it's telling us that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to bring something about, he makes it happen. So, in a certain sense, it complements the Yavarbna we saw before. It's, a person has the right to do, and he has the ability to do. He has the resources to, 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 to do what he wants. And he gets chayin onus based on his efforts. What happens at the end? The man, the man That's it in Yad Hashem, and therefore it's it's um, it's going to be something that it's not up to him. So his resolution, in a sense, is meisim are up to people, and bottom line results are up to Karish Baruch Okay, we have another two three minutes. We'll we'll see one more piece of Sfarno on page two thirty two. It says by Isnaklois Alamise. They 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 wanted to kill him. Sfarno being about Lushan says there's a problem here. Hine Lushan Nochel Yura Alam Zolaro. A Nochel is a plotter. In modern Ivrit, a Nochel is somebody who's a fraudster, is deceptive person. You know, uh, you know, why why do you listen to Nochel? He, a Nochel is someone who's who's a fraud a fraudster. So he says, nochel means to deceive, defraud, etc. Kamoya shenikluluchem. Oma, shechoshvu es yoisiv belibom noicholahonis. Vishabo alehem loilidor shloimo limsalem alilo, oilachtiyom kdeshekal lavim, oyanishon kalyasprof, visholavadim bakhlebani. He says here, Svona says here, a profound assault. The right in, 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 in grammar, we should have said, they plotted against him to die, to kill him. What's Vayisnaklu? So he says Vayisnaklu means they pictured him to themselves as a nochel. They, they demonized him. They turned him into a demon, and that's why they were able to, to, um, to do such trouble things to them. He says they thought Yosef to be a nochel. The lashon hispael, the lashon, the the tough is a grammatical construct of hispael, which means a reflexive act to do to yourself. Vayisnakel also means um, they they created in themselves, they made him into they themselves made him into a nochel. Yoral tziadav nefesh k'moshat misnakesh benafshi. Um, means you are creating in yourself so a reflexive means you're doing something to yourself the Torah is telling us how could they have possibly done it to a brother? It's such a terrible thing, and the answer is because they turned him into a demon. Even when the Torah faulted them, didn't fault them for selling him, but for the cruelty with which they went. 
והנה היגר הכותב עושה כי צירו בליבו מחושו שיסב לנוחו מזמן של נפשו. They picked Yosef as someone who is trying to plot against them. במיס בעולם הזה או בעולם הבא. or בשניהם. ותראו אמרה בו להרגחו. So the concept that we have of demonizing someone. My father Chani Vracha went through the Holocaust. And my father is a very thoughtful, philosophic person. And he told me in the ghetto, he once saw a Nazi guard who looked a little more menschlich than the typical ones. I think he was a little dumber, kind of a farmer type person. And my father asked him, how can you do this to us? And he said the person answered him with real, you know, sincerity. It's you Jews who brought it upon yourself. You're the ones who created this whole terrible war. And you're the ones that incited uh, England against us and France against us and so that. And you're only getting what you just see, uh, you just reward. You, you, by turning someone else into a demon, you allow yourself to do things you could never do to someone else. And so the Torah is telling us that, and, and the truth is, when you have a Muslim, the big machlokas in Kal Yisrael, when you have people, when you have the terrible, terrible machlokas in that, Chassidim Mishnachdim and Rabbi Yaakov Emdin and Rabbi Saibashitz and all the machlokas in Kal Yisrael, you have, but when people come and they say Lashon Hara and they demonize the other person, what they accomplish is that you can't look at the facts in isolation. You can't debate point A, point B, point C. You say this person is a bad person, anything he does is bad, and, it's, and that's it's a result of that. There's a certain painting the person has a bad person, that's him, then allows you, doesn't allow you to deal with issues point by point, it, 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 you, you take the whole package. Um, that, was, and that was what the brothers did to, to Yosef, by Yisnaklu, they turned him into a nochel, and they said, oh my gosh, he's coming to kill us. I mean, this is for his, him, it's a far away from our father. He's going to catch all of us, kill us, come back and make up some story. And that's it. So, habola harka, haskeva harko. Okay.